Hey, are you listening to this via Google Podcast? Don't! As of 2024, Google will be discontinuing the Google Podcast service as they roll out YouTube music. What does that mean for the podcast you listen to now? Nobody knows! So find an alternative podcast catcher now and resubscribe to all of your favorite shows. And if you're saying to yourself, I, I don't know where to start, I-, I don't know where to go, why not check out Spotify and see if it's a good fit for you and your podcast listening. And hey, while we're talking about good fits, please head on over to OneRadCrowd.com and see if any of the three shirts being proposed are the right fit for you. It's a Kickstarter campaign to rerun three of the most popular designs from OneRadT. We've got Arcado, the design that started it all, featuring 24 different video game characters. Also, the return of 20XX, a Mega Man-inspired tea. And of course, the ever-so-popular winners don't drink drugs design that is just teeming with 90s nostalgia please check out oneradcrowd.com kick in $25 for one tea $45 for two or $60 for all three With this camera, I shoot pictures of people who don't drink Wilkins coffee. I'm ready. Shoot. Anybody else? The future of gaming is portable, so let's talk about the games in our hands, the games in our pockets. Let's talk about the future today. It's Handy Pocket. Or as it's also known as... A damn fine cup of coffee. What brand of coffee was that? Uh, I'm your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and I'm joined along with... John, Johnny Capcom. And I'm also joined along with... Celeste Roberts. Wow, Celeste, thank you for coming on the show. This is the first time that you've ever been on a One Rad Podcast podcast. That is correct. I feel like I've been in prison, and I've had one of those one-way magic mirrors where I could look at all of you recording, but I had to stand behind it and wait for my turn to be released. Oh, no. What does that say about all the other shows you've been on? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) No, no. I'm just kidding. Well, if you're not familiar with Celeste, uh, how how are you not familiar with Celeste? Celeste is a part of Read Only Magazine. And we just dropped, well, when you're listening to this, we just dropped issue number, uh, what is it, eight or seven? Oh, I think it's I think it's eight. Oh, my goodness. What are numbers? What are issue numbers? Yeah, oh. uh, it, it's, it, it's the make issue. It's a brand new issue of Read Only Magazine, and the theme is make. And today, I think we're going to be talking about making some uh, delicious brew. But before we do that, Celeste, where can people also find you? Well, until it decides to throw itself into the sun, I am on Twitter at FairyCrypt. I love fairies and um, I like spookiness, so FairyCrypt. But I'm also on Instagram, but you're going to have to send me a request because there are far too many bots and far too many sure. strange people on Instagram. So my profile is private. But Or you could find me on Discord and One Rad Club Discord as FairyCrypt as well. Great. Yeah, those are all great places to uh, find you and see what you're up to. Uh, John had reached out to me and said he wanted to talk about uh, this uh, this episode's game for Handy Pocket, um, but he also wanted to have you on the line to discuss it with him because you guys, I guess, are both uh, big fans of it. John, what is that title? It's Coffee Talk 
Um, it's a visual novel slash a barista sim from Toge Productions. They also published it. Came out on the 30th of January 2020. Uh, I played it on the Switch. I don't know what you played it on, uh, Celeste. The Switch as well. I um, one of my one of my friends told me about it, the demo, and after I played the demo on the Switch, I immediately bought the game. Something tells me too. I think Nico Bun has streamed this as well as um, a former special guest that we had on the show, Anya Kista, who Anya Kista was on for the Super Mario RPG mm-hmm. uh, episode last year. But I'm pretty sure she streamed this game as well. Um, so yeah, Celeste, tell me about it. What are you doing in Coffee Talk? So it's a virtual novel style game. It ta- it takes place in 2020 modern day Seattle. It's perpetually mm. rainy and it has really cool 90s pixel style animation and also 90s anime style characters. So mm-hmm. it's mostly text scrolling and coffee making. It has lo-fi, chill, jazzy beats. Andrew Jeremy is the name of the composer. I sometimes just pull up the playlist on YouTube or on Spotify and listen to it. I love the soundtrack. It is probably one of the best parts of the game. It was actually created by a gentleman named Muhammad Fami who passed away last year, uh, March 2022, oh. at the age of 32. I had the pleasure of interviewing him for Boss Rush the 1v1 podcast he is mm-hmm. in Indo- he was in indonesia and that's where toge productions is based and oh. he wanted something where people could feel like they had a place to go and listen to people's problems over coffee and just bond so if you're into action this might not be your kind of game it's it's something you want to play to unwind but it does get into some real world deep topics, but I find it approaches it very well and very appropriately. And you make drinks, people will kind of tell you, sometimes they'll tell you exactly what they want and the ingredients are easy to pull, other times you kind of have to guess. But you do have a cell phone, a smartphone you can pull out, you can look up the recipes, you can actually go on this Facebook style social media app. And as you get to know the different characters, you will learn more about them. And you can actually change the music. You can access the Evening Whispers, which is the local newspaper, and you can read short stories. But probably the most interesting, I I guess you're assuming, oh, you're talking about people going to a coffee shop. Well, in addition to real humans, there are fantasy creatures who live in this world. There's, I guess there was some kind of conflict between fantasy creatures like fairies, elves, mermaids, and they're very humanoid looking. It's not like, <laughs> I don't know, like a sardine just pops into the coffee shop. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> starts ordering some lattes, but they, they come in and the coffee shop is called Coffee Talk. It's open only at night and the progression of the game is Oh, like you're you're actually playing the barista. You never see yourself and the barista's name is whatever name you choose to give them. Mm-hmm. And it's open only at night. So instead of a bar, it's a coffee shop. And the passage of time is indicated by this scene where you see, okay, it's the next day. It's September whatever, 2020. And a newspaper title, which, um, Kyle, did you play this game as well? Or just Johnny and I? Have no, played? I haven't played this game. Okay. Um, but I do have a few questions about it. Now, are you the owner of the coffee shop? Or are you an employee? Because I remember John talked about can't remember the name, but there was a... Um, Valhalla. VA-11 Halle. Yes, it was like a cyberpunk bar, and I believe you were the employee for yes. the bar, correct? 
Yeah. Now, are you the owner of Coffee Talk in this game, or are you an employee? I believe you're the owner. Oh, you are the owner. Okay, interesting. Now, is is it like, um, are there any aspects of it where it's kind of like, I, I know this is pretty rudimentary, but uh, lemonade stand, where you have to buy <laughs> uh, the raw materials to make the coffee? Is there any sort of business aspect to it, or is it more just about this connection that you're building with the different characters that come in? Just the connection with the people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That- so you always have the materials you need. You never run out of milk, right? You're not, you're not running out of coffee beans? You have a cow no. next to the... Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Man, now you have to pull udders. That would have been a fun little mini game. That would, would work like- with the Switch. You get the little remotes out. Go up and down like a WarioWare game or something. There's an anime called the Thermoroma Nove. It's about this guy who time travels from ancient Rome to modern day Japan and learns okay. about how bathhouses in Japan work so he can then go back in time and innovate these things in the past and mm. uh, he gets addicted to strawberry milk and he's like just has a cow that he feeds strawberries to try so he what? can milk it uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's, 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 I didn't finish it but it's it's good it's an interesting premise at the very least but has no connection to coffee talk whatsoever <laughs> no uh, there's coffee. I think there's coffee in it. I think Italians like coffee, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, question for you too, as far as um, creating the beverages that the customers are ordering, is there some sort of uh, mini game aspect to that, or is it just putting the right metrics of each thing in a cup? Yeah, no, you just pick out the ingredients and put them in, but you gotcha. have to put them into specific order. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. There's like a, it's like making a cocktail in real life. If you don't, you know, you sure. put the ice in first. Sometimes you don't get the the right re- uh, required results. But um, yeah, so there's very specific kind of. There's not really measurements as far as I can remember. Uh, like uh, and there's, unlike Valhalla, there isn't like a. There's like a game part of the mixing of the drinks in Valhalla. Yeah, where you kind of have to. Uh, allow the thing to shake to a certain degree and then you press mm-hmm. the button to release you don't have to worry about that in this game it just kind of mixes it all together and there's like animated sequences so the the thresholds of connecting with the characters I would imagine are, are, is twofold where you're making the drinks to their requirements to their taste and having the right dialogue options while you talk to them correct? I don't know I think the I think it's kind of like Valhalla in that the drinks you make and how well you make them um, influence the dialogue. You don't really, you, you don't have as much. It, it, there's not like a, a dialogue tree in the way there would be in some other, some other RPGs. Okay, all right. Yeah, and so I, I have played the sequel, Hibiscus and Butterfly, but I, I know we're not going to talk about that one. But that one, there are more consequences if you don't do things quote unquote correctly. Oh, how so? There are more ending options in the sequel it's very similar to the first coffee talk but Mm -hmm. that game also adds an element of giving people items so let's say somebody says oh somebody left their business card here they'll give it to you the barista and you kind of have to pay attention like okay who do i give this business card to if you give it to the wrong person they'll say i don't know but why are you giving me this? And then if you give it to the right person, that can progress the game and different characters can appear. It's a little bit more interactive, a little bit quality of life improvement. But this game, 
there aren't too many consequences. And I will admit, it's been a little while since I've played the original, so if I'm getting anything wrong, I, I do apologize. But it seemed like what you do... It doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't really matter, but you get more, it's more forgiving. So there is a, mm. a scene where someone, you absolutely have to get this drink right. And if you keep messing it up, you get more chances. Okay. All right. So the, the consequences are pretty low. Yes. It, or I, I should yeah. say the stakes are pretty low for having bad consequences. Yes. Honestly, right. my favorite part of this game, and, and Johnny, I'm very curious to hear your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not as interested, and I'm not also not an artist. Kyle and Johnny are. You can also make latte art. I would just be like, oh, okay, here's a blob of milk, and I'll swirl <laughs> through it. But I'd love to. And I'm sure people have drawn obscene things. <laughs> of, I mean, of course, of course they have. <laughs> but this, my favorite thing was getting to know the characters because they're going through things that people go through in real life, like. There's a succubus and an elf who are in love, but the elf's family doesn't approve of the relationship. There uh, is a young girl who's like a Nico Mimi or something. She can transform into a cat and she's in a pop group and she wants to go solo, but her father who has worked in the industry is very worried about, they don't come out and say the horrible things like Dan Schneider and all the, those of his ilk have done, but he's like, I'm sorry. worried about you. <laughs> sorry, I just... I, Dan Schneider. Every time I hear his name, I just laugh because uh, it's just so, he. He's such a scumbag. So it's, 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 like, and I often think I remember myself and Keith talk about him. Uh, he's kind of a, become a an end joke with me and Keith. We call him Dan the Man with his frying pan. Yeah, he's a fucking creep. And uh, yes. but that yeah, but the dad is right. I I read a book there uh, earlier this year called Bodies by a journalist called Ian Winwood and it's about the music industry and just the hell that it perpetuates to keep profits up and um, I, if I had a, a, any child and they wanted to get into the music industry I'd be like oh come on man just just get into porn at least you'll get paid oh <laughs> you know <laughs> like you're oh, not gonna man. get you're not gonna get paid in music like they don't even pay like they, and the same with movies. Like I, I, I said before, and I'll go on the record this time. Like whenever I talk to pro wrestlers and they bitch and moan about, you know, get, not getting the push or whatever, I often think, yeah, but you get your paycheck every week. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're in the music business or in the the film business, or whatever, you're not getting paid. These studios are screwing people, and the studio execs are screwing people, and that's a problem. So, like, that's one of the conflicts that goes on in the background. Um, and not, and these people come and go, you know, they, they're not there every day. Some days you'll have one group of people and then some days you'll have another. And, um, like, life just kind of goes on. There's not really any life or death scenarios in the game. Mm-hmm. There's there's one, like, action sequence in it that I really enjoyed um, with a character who really needs a specific drink. Yes. Yes. That, that, that I just googled. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to Google it too, Johnny. Um, and do you? So I was I was researching again for this game yesterday because it's been a little while and I'm old and forget everything. Um, so <laughs> his name is Gala, and they they have a lot of really good puns and some references throughout this game, especially in the literature world. His drink is called the Galahad, and Galahad is part of the Arthurian folklore. Isn't Galahad the knight that sleeps with Guinevere? I think that's his 
dad his dad is Lancelot and his mom is Elaine and it's I was reading about it last night and like this is a soap opera dang days of our lives <laughs> going on in the 1400s or whatever the but only a... <laughs> I, I've, I've, I love John Borman's film Excalibur and that's the only thing I know about King Arthur's legend really uh, and I'm pretty sure he didn't stick to the book because John Borman <laughs> was a maniac uh, who made films in Wicklow so the Hollywood studios who paid for him couldn't see what he was doing. Like, this is the man who wrote... He wrote a a 90-minute version of Lord of the Rings that told the entire story, apparently, and had a sex scene in it with uh, Galadriel and Frodo. Oh That's the version I want to see. Not for the <laughs> sex scene, but purely for the, the 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. 90 minutes. Yeah. He made uh, Zardoz... You might you know Zardoz because of Keith, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Kyle. Yeah. And uh, he's yeah he's very he made Point Blank. That's a, a weird movie he made in the '60s with the the uh, Marvin. But um, yeah, Excalibur is nuts. It's just like this fever dream of a film. It's well, how does cool this relate you... to the? Oh, go what? ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. You're you gonna say it's cool, and I was I was going back to the coffee. Good. Tell me why it's cool. <laughs> oh no, it's just great. Like it's 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 in a weird way. I think it's like. It's so absurd and operatic that it it has the logic of a myth. You know, mm-hmm. like when when you read like a story about like Thor, and it's like, and then Thor let the giant split his head open with an axe and laughed at him, or you know, or, or then Loki turned into a horse and had sex with another horse, and then gave birth <laughs> to a, a new horse that had eight legs, and that was Odin's horse. Like that's myth logic. Yeah, and uh, Excalibur has myth logic. It's, the film. it's yeah, the film Excalibur. It's very good. I love it. Uh, I love Wicklow where it was filmed. Uh, it was filmed in Glendalough, um, oh. and the surrounding areas. So it, I would recommend anybody who all the tourists who come to Dublin just hop on the bus to Glendalough. It takes twenty minutes to get out there. It's way better than the city. What what is what is the uh, the myth of King Arthur have to do with this particular drink? And uh, second part of the question: What makes this sequence more action oriented than all the others? Oh gosh, Johnny, do you do you want to kind of like tag team on this? Well, yeah, I'll go first and say that he turned the guy Gala is a werewolf. And okay, it's a full moon night, so he turns into a werewolf and needs this drink, and it's like an action sequence. Um, Kind of like a, it's almost like a Pokemon battle, where you're trying to give him this drink properly. And okay. If, if there's any greater meaning to it, I'll let you uh, communicate that, Celeste. I, uh, you say that it, is there phases to building the drink for him? Is that why? Because it's like turn based. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, you said Pokemon battle, so I was thinking it was like I do these three things, I get a response from the other character on screen and now i have to counter- uh, it just looks like one in the way the, the screen oh is, i uh, un- understood okay okay not mechanically just visually so he this is going back to like the real world scenarios um gala is gentle and loving in fact his profile picture for the social media network is of him with some cats he's so kind he's wise he works mm. as an administrator in a hospital he served in a war so his character's situation is he has ptsd and what johnny was describing is an episode of ptsd so instead of the trigger being a gunshot or mm-hmm. fireworks his trigger is a full moon 
I believe, like a werewolf. So I thought that was very creative to connect those two. And when I was reading about, uh, you know, I was trying to refresh my memory with the characters and I saw like, oh, Galahad drink. I'm like, I've heard the name Galahad. Let me look this up. Galahad is supposed to be the purest and most divine knight on, uh, as part of King Arthur's round table. And so Gala kind of fits that description he's very noble he's loving he's caring um i don't think he ever sees excalibur in seattle but Mm. (laughs) it's uh, that's the connection i would draw if i had if you said celeste write a literary analysis of comparisons okay you brought up the social media network i you know it's a i imagine an in-game social media network Mm -hmm. uh, much like uh, i think john described internet forums that were in uh, Valhalla was that mm-hmm. the game that had those? What can the player do within this in-game social media network? What's that like? Um, they as you get to know them better and they like you more, you learn a little bit more about them. Like one character, Lua, who is yeah. a succubus, and her name is a, a nice play on Kalua. Mm-hmm. You can she as you get to know her, you see parts of a poem that she likes. It's written in French. I believe the name of the poem is Claire de Lune, and it. It hints at her situation that she's in love with an elf and their love is forbidden. Mm. And you get to learn what they do for a living. In the mm. second coffee talk, the social media network actually has updates like an Instagram type of network. Does that information do anything for you that would benefit you in your gameplay or is it just sort of flavor text? Flavor text, I would say. Okay. All right. It seems like most of. The, the bulk of the game is that just it's storytelling, right? It's not mechanically yes. too uh, too overbearing. I guess it's pretty it sounds pretty chill. Oh, it's incredibly chill. Do you like those kinds of games, Kyle? Is that your flavor? I mean, I have dabbled in those things. I haven't played as many of these visual novels, you know, especially these current ones, um, as a lot of the co-hosts have clearly. Because they're always a surprise to me. They're a surprise to me, too, where I'm like, wow, I'm surprised this is a game. And I'm not saying that insultingly, but like (laughs) that there's enough of an audience to play these things to warrant making more of these things. Because I'm an old man who plays old games, and I remember a time where like graphical adventures died out. Point and click adventures died out because there wasn't enough of an audience but i understand that everything has changed now with the industry where there's uh better architecture built where smaller games can be delivered to niche audiences so i think that's really neat but i can't say that i've played many um visual novels that were just as chill as what coffee talk is being described as or what valhalla is being described Mm. as where you're just hanging out with people these uh, virtual people do you have any favorites of the people, the customers who come in, and do you have any people that you didn't like? Are there oh. any characters that suck shit? Oh yeah, <laughs> there are. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> tell, well, tell me about who you like and who you hated the most, and then Celeste, please uh, follow yeah. up with the same. Mm-hmm. I like Gala. Uh, I like Neil. He's uh, a fun character. He's like a a I don't know how to describe him. Or he's he's a like. A species inside of a spacesuit, I guess. Like, oh, yeah, an alien, for lack of a better term, I guess. Yeah, it's like a, it seems to be like a collective inside of a spacesuit. Yeah. To try and take human form because they're trying to romance a human woman. 
to uh, have a child with a human. Oh, okay. Sounds sinister. Uh, no, they're just they're just very awkward. Gotcha. You know? And that's the the kind of like they keep on they just struggle to understand why humans make everything so complicated. But they enjoy coffee. Now, are they enjoying coffee because they like coffee, or are they enjoying coffee because they're trying to pass as a human? Like, I am a human like you, and I enjoy the dark liquid <laughs> in a mug. Like, is it like that, or a little bit of both? Like, they'll just okay. they'll drink anything, and they drink gotcha. it through the finger of their suit. So they, I don't know, they're just interacting. They're figuring things out. As far as characters, I didn't like. Unfortunately, I didn't like Freya at all. Um, she's like almost the lead character. <laughs> Yeah, she's like the fan favorite for a lot of people. Is this uh, the woman that I see in, in uh, screenshots with the, like, bluish hair, the bluish white hair? No, no, she's green hair. Oh, okay, short, green hair, and, uh, and like, tank top? White yeah. tank top? Okay. Why? Why didn't you like her? Well, here's the thing, right? I'm not really a coffee shop person. And one of the reasons I don't like coffee shops is because sometimes they can be filled with... Uh, pretentious ding-dongs right? <laughs> who want to write their crappy novels in front of you and impress you. <laughs> and, and she is one of those characters. Okay. Uh, I don't know. She was kind of a snappy character. I didn't mind everybody else. like I, The couple, the succubus. And, the, and Lua. Yeah, they, they, were, they were fine. I liked the nervous game dev and the aggressive game dev. Yes, Aqua and Myrtle. Yeah, they were fine. Like, they were like... Yeah, I, I, you know, everybody. I, I just didn't like Freya at all. And uh, well, at the end of it, you find she's writing a book, and she's constantly drinking coffee to stay up late at night to draw to, not draw the book to write the book. And at the end of it, I in my game anyway, her book didn't sell well, and I literally I was like, yes, <laughs> you jerk! <laughs> I'm so glad she failed. And, oh um, my god! I do not look. I just didn't like her. I, I, I can't help it, you know? I love a bit of schadenfreude as well. It's one of my favorite flavors of, uh, <laughs> of feeling. And, um, yeah, so I, but I, I didn't, like, hate the character. I just didn't like her. And I just kind of was like, I wouldn't enjoy this person's company. And these are the type of people that I don't like to talk to if I'm in a coffee place. Because I don't drink coffee anyway. So mm. maybe I'm not the target market. So when I was playing the game, I, I kind of just like, okay, I'm the... I almost felt like I was the barista. I'm just taking people as they come. Yeah. I'm just giving them drinks. I'm just listening. In fact, I kind of assumed that role in real life. People, it's, sometimes it's fine, but sometimes I've attracted stage five clingers and I'm like, oh no. Mm. <laughs> but, mm. <laughs> um, Freya, she, she, I don't I don't know if I have as much loathe for her as Johnny <laughs> does, but she, she's, char she's like a manic pixie dream girl. That's uh -huh. how I would describe her. She's kind of that character. She's cute. She's funny. But I don't know I'd, that I'd want her as a roommate, for example. She she works for the Evening Whispers, which is a newspaper. And I wanted to ask y'all. So on your phone, you can access the Evening Whispers. And her job is a short story writer. And maybe occasionally she's an actual journalist. But the newspapers I've read they don't have a creative outlet like that. Usually that's dedicated to some kind of literary magazine or publication. But have you ever seen a newspaper that is dead, that offers that kind of literary freedom? Uh, no, not a major newspaper by me at least. But um, I do know that the like very hyper-local 
you know, weekly publications, mm -hmm. you might see some more creative things in the back. Somebody wanted to write a haiku about a very specific part of a town or something in celebration oh. of their X anniversary, right? You'll see that maybe, but even when it comes to those papers, most of the time, if there's any free space, they're going to cram that local advertising in there. Mm -hmm. So it's like if they couldn't sell the inch by two inch square advertising space, they'll put something in there. And it could be just somebody, that, you know, it could be the receptionist for that place too, for all mm -hmm. you know. But no, that's not common, at least by me. How about you, John? I've seen it before, like in, I think some of the British newspapers uh, will like serialize novels. Okay. They'll buy like a new novel that's coming out and serialize it over four or five Sundays or something. Um, there's a local paper here that like has articles of, about local history and stuff, um, which are not like news. So yeah, I've seen stuff like it before. I wouldn't say it's a extremely common thing but yeah. i wouldn't describe it as a flight of fancy either but i can see why that's appealing to you celeste is like well i mean even with working on rom like you're an editor and writer contributor to that magazine and we have our game reviews and then we have things that are more creative than that and it's this nice kind of patchwork quilt of different things but there's all like one binding uh, thread among them that being you know video games yeah, and it's it's cool because you can take as long as you want to read these, and if you don't read them every day, you can catch up. But my Freya, Freya's, she's not my favorite. She's not my least favorite. I really like Georgie. He is the human cop who goes to the coffee shop, and he he seems like a genuinely kind person. He 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 engages in conversation. There's a situation where um, Gala had uh, for. Like, I guess like a transformation during a full moon and mm. he, someone wanted to arrest him and he calmed them down like he seems he, he's also lactose intolerant so if you accidentally add milk to uh -oh. his coffee <laughs> he's like oh no he actually has a reaction to it. there's a consequence but he's he's charming <laughs> the game and... <laughs> immediately turns into don't shit my pants <laughs> are you familiar he's... with that game Celeste or no, no. well in the real life yes the real in life, the real life we've all played that game but there is actually a game called don't shit your pants oh I you... thought you were being silly no 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 there's a game that you joking. can play in your browser if anyone hasn't played this uh, I implore you please uh Google safe search on uh, uh, don't shit your pants game and it'll come up. It's a free browser game. It's a lot of fun and there's a bunch of different endings. But uh, yeah, I reference oh, that game man. a lot in real life. <laughs> oh, um, well, I'll save a story. This is not the story. <laughs> Wait, tell me more about Georgie and his lactose intolerance. Oh, <laughs> he's just a cool cop. And then the second game they delve into him a little bit more okay. he's just he's just neat like yeah. it, it kind of reminds me of someone who is a genuinely concerned citizen you learn a little bit more about his family and i liked his personality he was chill and gave good advice and oh, okay. my yeah who was a real piece of shit celeste tell us oh i don't you know me pretty well <laughs> kyle i don't like saying someone's a piece of shit but hyde is probably not my favorite character he's a vampire and it's not because I have anything against vampires, but he's he's very You're smug. You're allowed to. You're, yeah. <laughs> They're pretty terrible. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be like, Cheers, Celeste, she's awful fucking prejudiced against the fucking vampires. 
Like, I I'll tell you this, Mark. I had a series of recurring nightmares uh, when I was in college, um, where everyone in my social circle w- would slowly start turning into vampires. Uh-huh. And they, every night there'd be new people added to the vampire circle. In the dream, my girlfriend got turned into a vampire, and. I woke up and I told her, I said, yeah, it was you tonight. You were a vampire tonight. And she's like, what happened? And I was like, oh, yeah, I staked you like I did the rest of them. <laughs> and oh, my God. We got into a real fight over it. And oh, she goes, no. Oh, yeah. And she goes, you could have let me turn you. You could have let me turn you into a vampire. and We could have been together forever. And I went, listen. All right. I said, I don't have many hard lines as a human being. OK, but I'm telling you right now. You turn into a vampire, you're fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So you were not Team Edward in the Twilight oh, band. Look, this girl one time nearly had a panic attack, right? Because a sim of me died in her game of The Sims Two. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's next level panic. Yeah, yeah. She, I, re- I remember I was lying on her bed watching her play The Sims Two, and the sim of me started to uh, like it caught fire. And she was freaking the fuck out. And I'm like, the real me is here. I'm fine. But yeah. Yeah, that Um, personality trait is not somebody I want to spend the rest of my life with. Look, college is a tough time on everybody. Yes, yes. I don't don't hold it against her. She's... uh, And look, sometimes the greatest gift anyone can give you is funny stories to tell. Sure. You know, like that guy who woke up on the roof. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, Celeste, why didn't you like this particular vampire? Aside from, you know, it being a vampire. Oh, well, I I was Team Edward. Okay. I I was really into Twilight. But anyway, um, he's just... I don't know. I don't like arrogance. That is one of my biggest turnoffs in any kind of relationship or friendship. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I know I'm going to outlive everyone, but I've gotten used to it. I mean, there are parts where he has some very funny lines and everything. He's just so smug. And yeah. he's really good friends with Gala. They're like polar opposites. And um, But he, I don't know, just high. They don't like him. Didn't care for him. Yeah, I mean, it's no secret vampires are dickheads. Like, you know, I mean, it's not like Dracula was a comedy. (laughs) And narcissism seems to be a trait that has been used with vampires for much of the depiction of the uh, of those creatures in whether it be film or literature. I think uh, what's what's that woman who used to have the blood baths so she could stay young? Oh yeah, the the queen. Oh, Elizabeth Bathory. Yep, that's it. So so that's probably where that comes from. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, he kind of reminds me, I, I majored in English, mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of reminds me of the type of English major I did not like being around. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the combination of the bad parts of Freya that Johnny dislikes, just... Oh, I know everything. Or you haven't heard of this? How, how dare you? You're not a real English major. Yeah, yeah I, I would hear stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, what are you doing 15 years now? Have you written that next great American novel you said you were going to do? Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess nope. <laughs> uh, uh, it's Celeste, you already touched on. Uh, just uh, quickly, as we're starting to wrap up, I was going to ask you if there were repeat characters in the sequel, and it sounds like there are. Georgie uh, returns. Um, mm-hmm. Do is it the same cast of characters? I gotta imagine they sprinkled a few new customers in, right? Um, yes, there are a few new customers. So, Johnny, do you want me to spoil anything for you? Are you gonna play the sequel? 
I probably I don't know if I'll play the sequel to be honest with you. Um, okay. I may I may do, uh, but it's fine. Go ahead. I, I, I Keith actually uh, won me over with an argument. Um, what where he said it really doesn't matter if it's spoiled on you. Like something like something doesn't matter. It's uh, it's about the experience of it yourself. Like someone can oh. tell you, you know, and I kind of agree with him. Like where it's like someone can tell you, oh, Norman Bates is the killer in Psycho. I knew that when I watched Psycho, but it still didn't take the power of Psycho away. You know, mm-hmm. like the the ride itself is the it, it, you know it's not the it's it's not the end. It's the ride, I think. Mm. And um, that's a great. Oh. So, it's a uh, well. You can you can thank old uh, old champ Keith for that because I uh, <laughs> I honestly didn't really think like that before he said it, and I was like, oh, okay, I think you're probably right because um, yeah. So you can spoil it. That's what I'm saying. Everybody else, uh, I don't know. Put your fingers in your ears or you know, <laughs> yeah, go sit go sit on the roof. Sorry, I love that <laughs> story about the guy on the roof. <laughs> you're, you're welcome for that. <laughs> So one of the characters, you, you think they're not going to be in there, but they do make a, an appearance at the end of the game. Okay. That's, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But there are a few new ones. There's a Banshee. Mm. There are more people with Neil, which I love the connection with Neil Armstrong because he's dressed or they are dressed like an astronaut. And oh, Kyle, they drink their coffee by putting their finger in the cup. Uh, yeah, I think John mentioned that, but that that's interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. just... It's charming, um, but they do have some repeated customers, and then like Lua and Bailey's, they end up getting married and mm. things like that. It's it's just charming. It, yeah, it's it's great. I I think the sequel's pretty pretty cool to to catch up on, and they they talk about some other real world problems, especially with how people are treated online and, and the fear of receiving negative comments and things as creators. I think. I think we all can relate to that. You, you can't please everybody, and you can be having a great day, and then that one shithead mm. who doesn't even know you will say you don't know what you're doing, and that can ruin your whole week. How does the game, and you don't have to get into specifics for the story, because, you know, okay. like, we've had spoiler warnings and whatnot, but, like, how does a game like this crescendo? How do we end with a story like this? Because you're telling me about these characters and their different lives and, and their different you know, struggles, right? Mm-hmm. So is it just, okay, I got Georgie to this point and he's happy and I, I got these mm-hmm. this couple, these star-crossed lovers together and they're happy and is that it? Or is, Because it doesn't sound like you as the player have much of a story arc. You're just watching these other story arcs. So I guess my struggle with it is like, okay, how do you end a game mm. like that? Well, it's, I, I, if I can answer that question. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you watch an abstract film so say if you watch something like a David Lynch film, mm-hmm. the point of the film isn't to get from the beginning to the end. Mm. The point of the film is the feeling you get while you watch it while it's on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, we're going back to the experience of the ride versus yeah, the destination. I, I, okay. I, th- I think this is what the point of a game like this is to, I think anyway, is to give you a mental space to exist for a while that's you know it's it, it's not about beating the boss it's not about it's it's about mm-hmm. what the you know i think there's an endless mode in this game mm-hmm. as well where oh, you can just continue okay. to make mm-hmm. coffee for people so i think that's it like i think it's just like you know there are stories 
but it's just supposed to be a little portal into another life, I think. It's kind of like Cheers or Valhalla, where everybody, you know everybody's name and everybody, mm. there. I kind of, I guess I kind of talk about this. I had written an article for the Boss Rush Network where I, I was so inspired by Coffee Talk. It reminds me of a short story by Ernest Hemingway called A Clean, Well-Lighted Place. Mm. And it's about this old man who goes to this bar every night and one of the waiters is complaining that he's ready to close up and the other waiter said you know his wife passed away this is this is the only place he has like it's a nice home away from home and i kind of view coffee talk like that where you don't really think about it until you don't have it but it is important to have safe places where you can clear your mind or escape whether that's a library a park a coffee shop bar um a gaming hub where you can play cards with your friends or something. So you're, you're, it's, I think Johnny really eloquently explained it. You're just existing. You're just, it's like life. You're, mm. you're not sure if you're ever going to see these people again. And if you do, it's, it's fantastic. And you hope you do if you like them, but you're just, you're just there. You're, you're the listener. You're the unlicensed therapist. I would obviously, I, I would like to thank uh, Celeste for classing the place up a little bit. You know, uh, <laughs> of course, I, I, you know, I appreciate uh, your perspective on the game, and um, you bring a different tone to this setting. You, you stopped me from going into my usual thing, which is trying to say things to disgust Kyle. Slash, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't make any jokes about Tommy Tallarico ripping the lethal guitar solo that kills somebody. <laughs> um, so yeah. Oh well, there I go again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that does it for this episode. I'd like to thank my co-hosts for joining me, as well as the members of One Rad Club, without whom these shows just wouldn't happen. If you'd like to show your support for these shows, check out OneRadClub.com. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to all the great shows on the One Rad Podcast Network. And for a little bit more than a dollar a month, you can unlock all sorts of other exclusive content and physical rewards. Again, be sure to check out OneRadClub.com. Thank you so much for your support. We'll be right back real soon. spot it hits the spot so keep that coffee hot so keep it hot i love your coffee pot i love your pot so keep that coffee hot so keep it hot just got my pay today just today but i don't plan to stay ain't gonna stay i'm leaving right away yeah right away tonight's my night to play my night to play i love your coffee pot i love your pot so keep that coffee hot got some troubles to lose gonna live down those blues so goodbye bye 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 gonna have me some fun until i see the sun in the sky bye 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 but whatever i do i will come back to you by and by bye
There was a fish in the percolator.